0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for our third and final. No, sadly, we still have one more of these to go, but uh, let's call this our third and last decent Halloween recap of Halloween random rewatch season. Uh, because it's all, Maybe
1: the would, highlight of the whole month.
0: thought may very well be the highlight, <laughs> uh, but uh, it is definitely going to be better than next week. But we're talking about. At least in my opinion, the most obscure random rewatch we have ever covered. Something I had literally never heard of before, something it's quite hard to find online. Uh thankfully it is on YouTube, so if you started listening to this episode and you don't know uh don't know what we're talking about, just feel free to go on YouTube, watch Scary Godmother, a Halloween spooktacular uh, with K's and uh not a C and uh, see what it is we're talking about here because this is a little-known animated special, Canadian animated special, as I uh, discovered through this, uh, that came out 2003, let's just say 2003. And we're going to cover the whole thing here today uh, and give ourselves one last chance of joy before we get into the craft next week and it all goes downhill. Uh, But this is Rossi's suggestion, which means I am hosting the episode Uh, So let's get it started. My name is Colin, and you'll be lucky if I don't bury your femur in the backyard, you scoundrel.
1: Um, And my name is Rossi, and I'm a monster, but only to my mother.
0: (laughs) Uh, I I gotta say, I have no clue what Scary Godmother a Halloween Spooktacular is. Uh, When I tried to Google it, I could hardly find information even on the special. I found a lot of information on the book series that this is based on. Uh, but I have to thank you Rossi you came through after the disappointment of twitches a couple weeks ago and uh, whatever that Halloween Town was we watched last year this is great I love this um, <laughs> this this did not disappoint but uh, considering this is a Canadian animated special I'm I'm curious how you knew about this and I didn't so, so tell me a little bit about Scary Godmother a Halloween Spooktacular and how you even know of this
1: well, this is something that was definitely one of those TV things. Like, I only saw this on TV. It only existed as a TV thing. So it was on TV, I guess, in the same way that Total Drama Island and Total Drama was, like, a Canadian show, but we got it on TV. In the same way, we got this on TV. So, And it's one of those things that I only have, like, like, I even looked at a lot of the YouTube comments for the video, and a lot of it's, like, people remember that it exists but like never specifically remember the name or like you know remember like the story or anything but they just remember there's such a strong remembrance of it and so it's one of those things that i just saw on tv and then i saw like a post about it or someone commented on the internet about it and i was like oh my god i remember that and then that's why i ended up suggesting it for this and i'm glad that it was loved (laughs) because i think i like i said i think it's going to be the highlight of our um halloween month this year well
0: i'm still clinging to from Dust till dawn but um we'll
1: we'll uh, uh, combined total i think this will be the most loved uh,
0: well, at least the first time we're all in agreement probably um interesting though that even though this is a canadian animated special it's uh based on a series of books from jill thompson who's an american uh, author and artist um, she did work in comic books, uh, which I didn't know. Uh, she worked on Wonder Woman. Uh, worked on the Sandman. I don't know if you're familiar with Neil Gaiman, or he's does, got some pretty dark stuff. But uh, I can see the darkness of Neil Gaiman <laughs> in a little bit of this. Uh, the animation, on the other hand, d- d- does it hold up? I don't know. <laughs> um, it's it's interesting. It, it looks like a video game. Probably not even from 2003. Maybe a video game from 1996. Uh, but there's some fun stuff in here. So we're going to do a shorter episode just because we can't cover half the stuff we normally would like box office or all those other things. But uh, anything else you want to talk about uh, before we jump into this? Are you even familiar with the books? Uh, did you read them ever?
1: No, I didn't until I saw your profile picture and I was like, oh, that looks, that's not the, the, the animation that I saw. Um, I'm only like familiar with what they showed on TV and then like, you know, once it was off like it was out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Like out of sight, out of mind. So uh yeah, I, I know familiar with the books. Did you know there was a sequel to this?
0: Yeah, so when I was searching for this, I originally almost clicked on Jimmy's Revenge, which is part two. Uh I guess there's a whole bunch of books and they just decided to adapt the first two. I don't know why they didn't go beyond that, but uh now, in case anybody else there is about to make the same mistake I did uh, we're doing part one which is Halloween Spooktacular and not Jimmy's Revenge now did you ever see Jimmy's Revenge?
1: so the thing with the sequel is that I like got a little confused in watching this because I remember like some details of that and I was like oh I was waiting for that to happen here but it didn't happen so I was like a little confused but then I realized oh wait there's the sequel uh, but I have seen it I don't remember it as well
0: that's basically. I don't
1: remember
0: that much, but yeah, it's basically exactly my experience when we did the Adams Family a couple of years ago. I'm like, uh, I thought that this happened. No, that's the sequel. Um, but uh, you are familiar with it, so uh, maybe we'll cover that next year. Uh, well,
1: Jimmy's Revenge, I think it's called. Yeah, so. well,
0: Jimmy's Revenge, Twitches Two, and uh, Halloween, Halloween Town Two. Yeah, wow, we're banking all the sequels, and we can. I would say and the
1: craft remake. No.
0: I mean, if we're doing that, I would say we're doing the From Dusk Till Dawn sequels, but they're no good. So we're just doing the entire first season of From Dusk Till Dawn, the TV show as well. Uh, It is Halloween year, next year on the Oz Network. We're going to get to it. Uh, But let's get into the movie here. Scary Godmother, Halloween Spooktacular. Um, I'm finding it's going to be easier if I sort of set up the plot here and then go through all the individual bits. So the basic plot is a bunch of kids. I tried to describe to Jamie what this was. And I said, you know, I I might even be interested in showing Casper. You know, it sounds like, you know, it, it would be okay for kids if it's not visually too scary. And I was saying, you know, there's a bunch of kids who are trick-or-treating. There's one of the four kids uh, has to bring along his young cousin uh, who's, I don't know, maybe three years old. Let's call her in this. And the rest of the kids are probably close to like 10 or 11. And... Uh, they just try to ditch the little girl. So they shove her into a haunted house, (laughs) convince her that monsters are going to kill her, basically torture her. And Jamie's like, that doesn't sound fun at all. It's like, you're not showing that to Casper. He's going to be terrified. Uh, but I don't know. I I think that the tone is pretty light. Uh, and in trying to get rid of this little girl, uh, a scary godmother, a fairy godmother for Halloween appears to the little girl and basically takes her to an alternate dimension where they have a Halloween party and she convinces her there's nothing wrong with monsters and then they come back and get revenge. That's the plot. Now, <laughs> into the basic bits here. Let's start quickly with the animation. Uh, I did say the animation is... Ugh, it's its not, it's not great. Um, but I will say, when you get the up-close shots of the characters, I like it a lot better. It's just when you see the characters moving, especially in this opening sequence, it just looks like... Oh, this, this is something that somebody could do on their computer now. But I mean, I don't know of any point where CG animation, this is good. Now, it's kind of sad because apparently the animators originally did a 2D style animation made to look like the books. And the creator, Jill Thompson, uh, who's involved in the, the animated project as well, basically told them, no, you can't do this. It almost sounds like a very arrogant statement. Her, her statement was uh, that... Nobody else should be doing 2D because I'm already doing doing 2D in my books. So you have to do 3D because otherwise you're just copying me. It is an adaptation of your book. I don't understand that. I feel like maybe this would have been a little bit better with some 2D animation that they could pull off and not something that looks like it was done on a laptop that can't even connect to Skype. Um, but... Whatever. It's still... It's got a fun story to it. But aside from the animation, uh, the introduction of all the characters here and their costumes is great. Like, all these kids have really unique costumes. Most of them. The main kid... Or not the main kid of the story, but the first one we're introduced to here. I don't even know his name. uh, He's dressed as a piece of candy. Uh, And his entire logic is, if I'm dressed as a giant piece of candy, it will make the candy that they give me look smaller. Therefore they will feel like they're uh, giving me too little and they will overcompensate by giving me more candy. <laughs> kind of interesting. Uh, the other kid is dressed as... Now, this is the most bizarre one. I don't even know if I can get this. He is a baseball player driving a cardboard SUV with a giant laser cannon on the hood. Is that right? Or am I missing a part?
1: Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs>
0: It's I, I, When it first happened, I had to rewind it like three times. Like, he's what? What? <laughs> but no, that's a thing. Uh, it's a good visual, his little costume. Uh, and um, I don't even know the other kids. Uh, there's the, the one little girl's like a princess or something like that. The main character. Uh, and there's the older girl who keeps telling everybody that they're late. She's quite bossy. This is Lucy from Charlie Brown here. And um, uh, the... Uh, little girl i guess th- they're sort of slightly tormenting her she has a flashlight that she, i guess she says her dad said that if you shine a flashlight at any monsters it scares them away uh this will become important later in the story um and uh lots of stuff happens here um <laughs> they basically uh as i said want to shove this little girl into the house i don't get their plot here it's kind of convoluted They say, we got to get rid of her, so we're going to lock her in a house. Now, how that gets rid of her, I don't know. Then she's going to run home scared, but they lock her in a house. She has no way of getting out. And then she doesn't come out, and they don't go in after her. Uh, But while the little girl Hannah is in the house crying and trying to get out, uh, the scary godmother appears and wants to take her to uh, the alternate universe, let's just say, of her haunted house. Uh, The kids back on the outside of the haunted house, the, the mean older kids, the cousin, Jimmy, the cousin and all the others, they are just waiting for her to come out. They're getting bored again. I don't understand why they don't just open the door and say, come out because she needs to come out for their plan to work. I should mention that they, one of the scare tactics they use when they have her in the haunted house is to use the flashlight and then make hand puppets and their little, Shadow puppet, hand puppet things—they're doing actually create like full-fledged ghosts and everything, which uh, you know it's a cartoon, so you can suspend disbelief. Get away with it. Yeah, exactly. There's a witch, wolf. <laughs> no human could do that. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> completely implausible. Uh, but what I did like, and I didn't notice this until it was over, is all the things that they're making the shadows of are the characters that Hannah's going to meet later on. There's a skeleton. There's a, a witch. There's a wolf. The you know, vampires, whatever. Uh, so that, yeah, they eventually lock her in the house. And um, the scary godmother uh, originally can't get her attention, which I also like. She's just sort of in the background, like, ah, 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 uh They go for a little broom ride to uh, the alternate universe, as I said. The kids are all just waiting for her to come out. Uh, they're laughing. Uh, I like that they're like, ah, ha, 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 ha. we're so cruel, we're so mean. Ha, 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 And it just slowly, slowly peters out. It's like, ha, 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 ah uh, So scary godmother has her Halloween party at her house. She's invited all these friends. So first we get the skeleton Scully. Uh, and I love his introduction. There's some great lines in this uh, where when Scully comes the in, the
1: dialogue of this movie, is the best.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's up there with Tarantino's work <laughs> we saw on from Dust till dawn. Uh, but yeah, like the, the, he says something like, Oh, I got my bones bleached for the party. And then uh, scary Godman's like, you look 300 years younger. Uh, and they, they, I also should mention that it's kind of cool that this is a genetically accurate skeleton because it is not like his bones are all connected. He has floating bones because, you know, cartilage connects this to this. So they went to great efforts there. Uh, there is, um, uh, back at the outside of the house, uh, the kids are trading uh, candy or whatever. Uh, they're, I'm guessing there's supposed to be some type of weird love story between two of the kids here. Uh, Because she says, I'll trade you this for three kisses, but I don't have any kisses, and they actually try to kiss. It's never brought up again, which is weird. Uh, And then I I really like the kid in the baseball player in the cardboard SUV with the laser cannon on the front. Uh, He's got maybe the best line in this entire movie here, where uh there he says you left your baby cousin to the mercy of monsters on halloween night and you're concerned about the upgrades made in my cardboard suv because <laughs> jimmy's critiquing his cardboard suv uh and uh i guess back in the house we'll just get through the introduction of all the guests here uh, Harry comes next now Harry's my favorite of all these characters Harry is a morbidly <laughs> obese werewolf that does nothing but eat the whole time <laughs> uh, and before he was even allowed to come in Scary God was basically saying last year you devastated the buffet before anyone else even arrived and she's basically making him sit until he could eat and she's actually doing this sit, stay, roll over and he's like I will and he's got like this very sophisticated like almost British accent it's like I will not degrade myself uh, <laughs> she makes him roll over like a dog
1: all the that- uh, Halloween people are so um, like aristocratic and like, yeah. theatrical. Yeah, so just makes it so fun.
0: Yeah, like they're they're unique characters and they're they're the opposite of what you'd expect they'd be. You know, they're very well spoken, very eloquent, uh, and uh, mostly the, mannered, very mild mannered. Uh, the vampires here are the final guests to arrive, so we got Scully the skeleton, Harry the werewolf, and the vampires. I don't remember their names, but it's a mother, father, and uh, son vampire. And uh, they they say first that vampires can't enter the house unless they're invited. You have to invite a vampire in, otherwise they can't cross the door. It's like, well, that's really polite. (laughs) I like that one. Uh, And then they immediately go for the little girl, like like their fangs out and everything. Uh, And they eventually stand off. And then uh, my other favorite uh, banter of dialogue in this whole thing here is where the little boy vampire is talking to Hannah. And he's saying "Uh, I've been sleeping in my own coffin since I was three years old and then uh, she says I don't sleep in a coffin oh you mean you share with your parents yes I mean no I mean I don't sleep in a coffin at all he goes you mean you're homeless like he's just all confused <laughs> uh, we'll stop before we get to and the like,
1: how can you see with all the sunlight when you go to school uh,
0: <laughs> these characters and, like, you can't
1: fly with those wings um, yeah like, these characters
0: so... are so great and they think that she's real as well uh, we'll stop before we get to the monster here. But yeah, everything up until this point here, all the introduction of the characters is, is just great. I mean, I, I'm really surprised that this is as smart and witty as it is because it's not just cheap animation. It's it's quite funny too.
1: Yeah, so many. I like maybe the one thing I've written the most about is all these great lines that are throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And also like even the punny things that they do are so good too. Like they introduce, the witch re- introduces her roommates as broommates. <laughs> And so that's just like a funny line like you know when scully is like talking about the party he's like it's a who's boo of monsters uh like just all of these lines are so great and all the character introductions are way better than i remember i remember it it's surprisingly well written for like a very yeah simple story in a kid's show like or kid's movie like it was just really well done like uh, all of the lines, like the stupid, ridiculousness of a SUV or baseball player, SUV <laughs> costume. Um, and when they were at the beginning, they were talking about um, like Jimmy's like creatures of the night. And like oh, yeah. he's like, I'm a piece of candy. I'm not a creature <laughs> of the night. And Hannah's like, well, maybe you're the last piece of candy that gets you sick. And uh, and like, they tried to convince the baseball player, he plays night games. So he's part creature of the night. <laughs> <laughs> just like, lines like that just so good uh and some of the stuff at the like i love that interaction about the the cb you don't put they don't put cbs in suvs and (laughs) she's just like you're worried about the upgrades of my cardboard box Um, they introduce uh harry as a monster but only to his mother uh just stuff like that um i don't I don't know if we got to it but the the one of the ba- best lines is they were talking about like serving drinks to the vampires and he says i'll have a bloody mary hold the mary oh yeah <laughs> uh just uh, so many great lines and the character introductions were so good um and even the the music when they were transitioning from the real world to the this this halloween world mm-hmm. like to halloween town <laughs> <laughs> an easier expression like the music was so good i was like surprised at how in-depth like a well done the music was um and even the foreshadowing of like the creatures that they made the hand puppets of being like the creatures that they meet at the party like just the connection there was just so good and i was on just blown away at how well done all of this was i mean obviously we can look at the animation and be like ooh, but everything else i feel like in a like Makes well makes up for every animation issue that you could have. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like yeah, just don't look at it too hard, and just enjoy the 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 written performance that that that's given.
0: I'm gonna give a slight complaint uh, for what's coming uh, up. It won't be loud. What? No. Not a laugh. Okay. <laughs> I, I I take it back already. I haven't even said anything. Uh, this isn't gonna change much with the movie, but I, I feel like. Once the party starts here, there are a couple of scenes that drag on a little long, like the montage of the party goes on a little bit long. There's maybe a few too many cutbacks to the other kids like, where's Hannah? I don't know. Back to the party. Uh, I'm not going to say that this could have been cut because, again, this is a television show. You're you're limited with you're either making a 30 minute show or a 60 minute show. Uh, So you're going to have 20 something minutes if you're a 30 minute show, 40 something minutes if you're a 60 minute show. I don't think that there's enough material to cut here to make this a 30 minute special, but it does feel a little bit padded for a few minutes here, but that's, that's minor complaint. I'm getting that out of the way because I want to talk about the good stuff here.
1: It does get a little slow. At one point I was like, how are they going to connect this back? Like nothing happened. Like there was a point where nothing was happening. And I was like,
0: (laughs) yeah, exactly.
1: Like there's like a pause between like the initial start of the party. And then when the, uh, Boogie boo, boogly, whatever his name mm-hmm. is, the comes like there's like a, a lull. Yeah, and, like, that that, that I, I'm with you on that. Like I was thinking that too. So,
0: and I mean that's a kids book. I mean kids books are what like 15 20 pages. Uh, there's only so much you can do to stretch it out if you want to make an hour long special. You know, it's even worse when you make feature length movies like The Grinch uh, or Cat in the Hat. Um, so. The Charlie Brown specials kind of have it nailed at thirty minutes, but I still think that there's enough good stuff here that I wouldn't want a thirty-minute version of this. So I'm happy with it. Uh, but bug-a- Bugaloo, Bugaboo, uh, the monster is the final character introduced here. He's important because this is the only one that Hannah's is actually scared of. Now it is kind of weird that Hannah's terrified of everything. Like she, she is a bit of a crybaby at the beginning of this. I mean, granted, she's a three-year-old kid who's being called into a graveyard and you know told monsters are coming to get you, but still like everything scares her but yet when she's in this house nothing really scares her except for the monster uh but this monster does look terrifying it's got like 16 eyes it's got giant razor sharp teeth uh there's a little chase scene of the monster in the house uh she is How screaming
1: the Congo line chase yeah. so good
0: <laughs> well what, what i love is that he, he she tries to stop him with the flashlight so this is what her dad had told her the flashlights or whatever will scare off monsters. Which Again, it kind of makes sense because this is what you tell kids. You you, you monsters aren't real, but if kids going to believe a monster's real, you just tell them something silly like that. Oh yeah, just keep this flashlight. The flashlight will keep the monsters away. Uh, she tries to shine on the monster and uh, he just sort of looks at him and says, "What are you, a coal miner?" <laughs> just a great line. Uh <laughs> they
1: and then there, there's like a deflection later on because scary godmother says oh flashlights mo- only work on monsters that hide in your closet yeah
0: exactly uh, he hides
1: under the bed yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh they do have to order more food though uh so they're gonna order pizza and uh they're kind of going around it's like who wants garlic and the the vampire family's like, are you trying to poison my family <laughs> like all angry uh so they end up <laughs> getting multiple pizzas here uh I guess the monster and Hannah want extra cheese with olives and they realize oh we're actually very alike. Uh there's a line here which I again I'm all out of context this is um, there's a lot happening here. Some of the little girls making the crust all soggy. What was that?
1: Oh, that was uh she, she'd said I thought monsters ate little girls. Oh, yeah, that's and then right. And made the line little girls make yeah, the crust.
0: Yeah. Just all so- just to kind of mess with her a bit it's like no well of course we don't eat little girls they make the the crust all soggy like that's his reason why Uh, now back in but he
1: does eventually say that like in the same way of like Monsters Inc I compared him a lot thought of a lot of Monsters Inc when I saw this guy but like if you kill your client base, you have no job. And
0: that's <laughs> yeah. what he kind of says away. His job security is what he's concerned with. Uh, yeah. You say Monsters, I think I can see that. But th- there's another movie that I actually really love. I'm not that into animated movies. But uh, a movie probably around the same time period this came out called Monster House. Did you ever see Monster House?
1: I've heard of it, but no, I haven't seen it.
0: It's like, it starts similar to this. It's a bunch of kids who go into this haunted house and then you realize that the house itself is a giant monster just the style of the story was very similar to me um, but uh, yeah the monsters in comparison I could definitely see that as well uh, the bully kids Jimmy and the rest of them uh, on the other side they're trying to debate about you know who's going to be the leader here and call the shots uh, they take a vote <laughs> this is great where everybody votes for themselves uh, no, um, the last the, two vote the, for each the other couple yeah vote for each other yeah our our love story here (laughs) they vote for each other but still regardless everybody ends up with one vote and uh the the one kid just keeps saying recount (laughs) and it's like okay everybody still gets one vote okay recount and it goes on longer than it should actually work for but it actually works because they draw attention i just want to see how long i can drag this out recount (laughs) this uh uh, back at the house, uh, <laughs> the pizzas arrive, and Harry <laughs> is being scolded because he's going to eat all the pizzas. Uh, they they have nothing to pay for the pizzas as well. This is the Home Alone type scene here. Cause I think it's exactly the same amount of pizzas that they order in Home Alone too, like 12 pizzas uh, and whatever the total was, but nobody has the money. Scully has uh, another great line here where uh, he's saying, Sorry, I have no cash. Uh, what is it? uh um uh, I oh yeah. I left my, my cash in my other pelvis. I left pelvis. my cash in my other pelvis. <laughs> um the uh the the, the hairy. hairy check
1: his they go for cash in the guy who goes up to the bed. Mm-hmm. Maybe he picked up money like such a weird <laughs> story point.
0: Yeah, like, they all end up getting the money and then Harry's left with, uh, I don't even know if he was left with one whole pizza, but he's just, oh, like, Harry's such a pig. Well, he took
1: one and then he says, it tastes like ashes in my mouth and then the (laughs) skeleton's like, that was mine, extra ash on the side or something like that.
0: (laughs) I I missed that one completely. Uh, There's another part where the the boy vampire, uh, his pizza is just blood, basically, instead of sauce. And then he's saying, do you want to try some of mine? And they're like, uh, oh, no, but we, we had... Garlic, and if if we had garlic, then it could possibly contaminate some of yours, and then you could get sick. And he's whoa, didn't even think of that. Thanks for looking out for me, guys. (laughs) Uh, The the humor is really smart in this. I mean, again, it reminds me a lot of you know Charlie Brown, which that is literally all I watch right now because my four year old is completely obsessed with Charlie Brown. He's even gonna get to dress as Charlie Brown for Halloween, which he doesn't even know yet. Uh, But it is Charlie Brown day and night here. Uh, and I don't get sick of it. I mean, I, I think it's similar to this. Like, It's humor that, that adults are kind of meant to get. And then the kids kind of like little jokes in between.
1: They start talking about um, the party and it, like, it kind of dying down because everyone's eating the food. And, and Hannah's telling more of her personal story of like, oh, Jimmy said this, Jimmy said that. And like we learn that Bugaboo uh, scares Jimmy on Thursdays. And so she's like, big kids get scared too? What? <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I mean, yeah, this is where the setup is going to come of Scary Godmother and the other monsters going to help Hannah because it's cruel what the other kids have done. Uh, So they're going to take her back to the real world here. Uh, And um, when they they show up in the house on the outside, the other kids, the bully kids, are all debating about going inside. They go inside, and uh, this is where... All the monsters appear, which they think originally are characters. I don't even remember who the first one is. It might have been one of the vampires. They think is somebody just in a costume, and uh, and then it becomes obvious to the other kids that these are real. Uh, these are real monsters, uh, especially Harry when he tries to attack the kid dressed as Candy. He was like Candy, <laughs> and he starts chasing him. That's a great moment. Uh, Scully uh, falls apart like all of his bones fall on the floor. All the kids are terrified. The big monster, Bugaboo or whatever, uh, appears, razor-sharp teeth and all that. And then Hannah appears out of nowhere with her flashlight, shines it on the monster. And they all pretend they're scared. All the monsters are playing along like they're scared of Hannah's flashlight. So she gets to kind of look like the hero here. And uh, they're all pretending they're getting hurt by it and dying. And uh, the, the, the big, I guess, finish here is that Harry... Uh, who wants to put on a performance instead of just dying. So he's giving like this, again, very Shakespearean monologue. Yes, yeah,
1: so Shakespeare monologue.
0: <laughs> it's very over the top. Uh, <laughs> he he simply won't go too, and they're kind of like, come on, Harry, come on, Harry. And he eventually just sort of, you know, oh, okay, I'm hurt or whatever. And then goes, uh, all the other kids are thankful that Hannah's saved them. Uh, Jimmy kind of goes off with her saying, you know, uh, would you mind holding my hand uh, and then is like, you know, in case you get scared. And she goes, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, your typical kid ending here. But uh, it, it's got a, a nice little climax here other than the the short break of the party scenes going on a little bit too long. Like I completely get what the point of this story is. Uh, and it, it, sure, it's just meant about tormenting children, but uh, that was what uh, Charlie Brown was about, right? Bullying's funny. Uh, and in this case, it's uh, revenge is funny. But uh, yeah, I, I love all this stuff. Like these characters are great. Dialogue is great. Uh, you picked a winner, Rossi. Yes.
1: <laughs> there were a few more lines that I wanted to touch on. Um when they were outside the kids and like uh Bert, the baseball player, was doing his like cart maneuvers and stuff. Um uh, and he was like backing up. He's like, the door is ajar. The- oh
0: yeah. Like, <laughs> he's just
1: being so innoxious. Um and then uh they were like talking about should we go in? And one of the lines Jimmy says to him was put it in park and wait. <laughs> so he just puts it in park. Uh, just some of those like quick snappy lines are so fun. And then there's this other like D plot point of the, the man vampire not being funny or the light or the death of the party. As uh, his wife says. So he's trying to like tell this joke and be funny. And then he says to his wife, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you enjoy the show? She's <laughs> like, what and I get like it's all about death like cause of cause of, like his, his context for the joke being like Lincoln's assassination yeah. but like it's just so random out of nowhere he just says this in the middle of a party and then um the son has a good line where he's like it's so embarrassing I could just live <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like some of that random storyline of him not being funny enough was just like a really random thing that I did not expect. Uh, but it was, it was like a fun sort of character moment for these other characters in there. Uh, and just yeah, all the stuff about who's eating what pizza and like garlic are going to poison us and all that stuff was just just, just great writing. Um, I don't know when this happened in the story, but Harry mistaking Hannah for this like child actor in this like drama that he watches Mm, was a weird a point bell. as well like he's like could i have your autograph and he's like and she's like i'm not whoever you think i am a weird point because she looks dressed like this character in this um like drama that he watches it may have been a, a tv add-on to pad the time mm-hmm. but um just some of this random stuff we obviously we got a dance montage in there which was added time uh one of the other things is the kids go to the fridge to like get food from there. And she's like, what do you want to eat? And the vampire like starts to lunge at her. Mm-hmm. She just grabs two carrots and shoves it in his teeth. <laughs> she's like, not me. He's like, I know I was just messing with you or something like that. It's just somebody random added scenes that are just, that are well done. Uh, a little weird, but well done. Um, I, oh, yeah, and Scully at one point says, be still, my beating rib cage," <laughs> Which is another really good line. And then in terms of the, the final scene, it, it ended weirdly. Like, I thought that it was, like, gonna get more. But, I mean, there's not much you could add to it. Um, but she gets the key from the scary godmother, which she says, like, put in any door and and you can come back to visit us, which is, like, like just pointing towards the sequel, sequel coming up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it works, because I think the sequel... Uh, probably gets just as much uh, love as this might, if it's just as well done. Um, but yeah, on the whole, I mean, so much, even better than I remembered. Uh, and I'm was so gl- i so glad that we got to watch this because this was such a joy.
0: Uh, and normally I would say, oh yeah, I'll be interested. Maybe next year I'll check out Scary Goblin. I'm probably going to watch part two before Halloween. Just, <laughs> you know, whether I show it to Casper, just watch it on my own. So uh, you know, I'll let you know once I do see Jimmy's Revenge and uh, let you know if it's uh, any good. It is kind of uh, unusual. Like something that that is this good, it gets a sequel, so this must have been successful. I can't tell you how successful because you can't find anything on the internet about this. Uh, the box office. <laughs> the, the box office was through the roof, but... Uh,
1: yeah, it was uh, the cost of one laptop with a, a webcam.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: uh, and then a subscription to like Adobe or
0: something. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, It gets one sequel. I'm surprised this didn't get like a whole franchise. I mean, Halloween Town they made like what four of those things. Uh, This maybe the animation is a bit of a problem, but uh, I would think if this was really successful, they could invest in more you know uh, advanced animation for future ones. But I mean, this is fun, and I'd I'd be interested to even check out the books. I mean, that's that's how much I enjoyed this. Uh, I don't know what you're going to do. I can take a good guess at it, but uh, believe it or not, I'm going to buy this. Uh, I was almost debating downgrading into a rent because there is like a good five minute section where it drags but the good stuff more than makes up for it like this is easily a buy for me
1: I am so with you it is a buy um, like you said there were some like ooh negatives like the animation might not be the best and there were like that lull uh where you could tell that they were trying to patent time with little egg sequiturs and add-ons but yeah buy I loved it even better than I remembered Uh funnier uh, Whittier just just all around really great
0: and it is all over next week because we are reviewing one of my most hated films of all time uh, the exact opposite of Brendan Fraser month uh, which is something that we've just been dying to do for years this is one that I've been putting off doing for years The Craft oh do I hate this movie uh, and Jamie loves it and Jamie watches it I will refuse to watch it with her when it's on and now I'm going to have to watch it with her And I think you did say you have not even seen the craft before. You're more or less just intrigued as to why I hate this as much as I do, or potentially to enjoy it yourself and then gang up on uh, me with Jamie.
1: Yeah. I will say I have seen the trailer for the new one that's coming out. Mm -hmm. So I have a little bit of a sense on what goes on. If it's, if it's a true, like, you know, remake of the, the original, but yeah, I have no idea what the storyline really is or, or or, anything. I'm more so curious why you hate it so much than anything.
0: It's so painfully mid-90s. Like, I feel like every decade you'll get the good and the bad. And to me, this is a movie that's dated in the wrong way. Uh, and I'll get into it all next week. But also just the story itself, I just find very unlikable. It's basically about like bullied girls who just essentially turn into bullies themselves. Uh, It's cheesy. It's poorly made. It's got a good soundtrack, if nothing else. But uh, I hate this movie. It actually does give me a nauseated feeling often to watch this movie. So I'm curious if I'll even be able to stomach watching it next week. But uh, that will cap off Halloween month. (laughs) The only thing that could possibly scare me is throwing up on air. Uh, Other than that, we are continuing with our Brendan Fraser month recaps with Rossi. uh, I had to kind of clue you in who brendan Fraser was uh since we started this have you been checking out any of the movies have you checked out george of the jungle yet
1: no he's the guy from the mummy right yes. said that right yeah the mummy movie okay so i just really random i just saw it was free on like our on-demand service here so i watched the mummy returns
0: mm.
1: um i remember nothing of the movie <laughs> i'd seen it before but a long time ago oh my god is that Maybe up there with uh, the scary godmother in terms of terrible animation and terrible oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, graphic quality. Oh, my. It was awful.
0: Yeah, the Scorpion King on the end, not good. Uh, uh,
1: it is pure, <laughs> like, 2,000 video game graphics. Like, I, that might have been made on one laptop.
0: Yeah. But fun movie still. I mean, do you at least like them on the on movies?
1: If we were rating it, I probably would have been that. It was oh. so distracting. So, ev- like, everything. All the green screen I could tell was green screen. Like oh, it's so bad. Well, I, the story was fine, but like oh, the everything else was. Ugh.
0: Well, Brendan Fraser was magic in it, so that's all that matters. Uh, but he was fine. <laughs> we are going to be doing Airheads next, which you'll probably be hearing by tomorrow. Uh, that was Adam Sandler's uh, movie debut. So Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, Steve Buscemi. You also got Chris Farley in that movie. You got pretty much everybody, uh, and the movie was not a hit when it came out, but it would probably be a hit if it came out like a year later when everybody knew who the cast was. Uh, and uh, other Brendan Fraser movies after that, and then I'm sure eventually we're going to do Amazing Race, which I think we were meant to do this week, but uh, scheduling didn't work out. So maybe we'll have a recap coming out of the first two episodes at uh, some point in the next couple days. So listen for all that stuff coming up. My name is Colin, and I left my cash in my other pelvis.
1: And my name is Rossi, and I'll take a pizza, half A B positive, half O negative.
0: Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at OzNetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening and we'll speak to you next time.